Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Thomas Free Me of the Thomas Free Me TV and Podcast Show. How you doing? Got a great show for you today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, man, for all my subscribers, my listeners. I just want to give a special shout out to all you guys, man. Everybody over there in all these different lands, Switzerland, Australia, China, Japan, all you guys, man, giving you guys a big, big shout out. England, got a big shout out. Germany, big shout out. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for subscribing to my Spotify. I love you guys. Get out, spread the word. Tell people, man, Thomas freed me. Tell them in all your languages. I can't do it. Not even going to try to do it, but thank you. Anyhow, I do love you guys, man. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. And at the end of the day, we're all human beings who are just trying to find love, man. Damn. Ooh. I'm about to give up on this thing. Anyway, getting into today's discussion. Man, I brought back Miss Penny Pierce. Y'all remember Miss Penny Pierce? Did a couple shows with her in the past. You can go back and check those out on my Spotify as well. I believe I have those on my YouTube as well. But Penny Pierce, man, metaphysical giant. Positive nature, home frequency. Author of many, many books, but most importantly, the most life-changing book for me was Frequency. Frequency is a must-read for everybody who wants to get in tune with their emotions, wants to get in tune with self, man wants to learn self, wants to understand how vibrations run everything and how you create vibrations. You are the vibrational creator. Very important to pay attention to your words, pay pay attention to self. So that's who the discussion is. And I brought in a dear friend of mine, Miss Courtney, who is a... (coughs) She is a psychotherapist herself. And uh, we we top off the discussion, man, with unknown news, unknown news. So Miss Penny Pierce gives us some some news in the beginning. Um, it runs for about ten minutes. So I'm uh, I was pro- you know gonna take a little bit out, but I decided just to leave the whole thing in there because some people may be going through these issues right as as you're listening to this. So leave this in here for you. You know I don't like to do a lot of editing. I like to keep myself original, uncut unfiltered, natural conversations, because that's what I feel human beings should be doing. So I just gather a couple intelligent human beings, put them together, and I just try to learn from these individuals through conversations. So that's all I do on on the show here. And uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in for that. So getting into the show. Enjoy. Please be safe. Be your best self. And if you have not already, please pick up a copy of my book, The Power of a Positive Mindset. Unleashing your potential for a successful reentry. But it's not only reentry from prison. It is reentering from the state that you're in. It's, It's leaving whatever state that you're in behind because you don't want it anymore you're ready for change it's my whole book is premised on that changing your life and becoming your best self so if you want to support 
please do love the support you can go to amazon just search thomas free me and all my stuff comes up you can just search thomas free me anywhere you go like the muffin man that's what i say man getting into the show y'all enjoy love you guys stay safe so good morning everybody miss penny how are you i'm feeling a lot better thank you <laughs> i had open heart surgery in oh, in, <laughs> in, oh, my. in uh march oh, and wow. um uh, totally out of the blue um really weird um but i ended up being in the hospital for three weeks in the cardiac icu and um mm. So it's, but the recovery is like this, you know, it's a long process and um, you, you have to have a lot of patience. And <laughs> I don't have it that much. Um, yeah, you can't bend over, you can't reach up, you can't, you know, you have to take your dishes and put them on the counter so that you don't, you know, all these tricks about not wrecking the wound in the chest. It's still, it's still healing a lot, you know, and it's been five months. Whoa. But um, yeah, but I'm in the the rehab program now with the treadmills and the going, <laughs> and they hook you up to a heart monitor and you get measured. So that's really helpful, actually, to slowly build up you back again. Great, glad you're feeling better. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That um, I, I had no idea, Miss Penny. So I mean, how? Oh, I what happened? I like, yeah. No. Um, evidently, um my mitral valve was not working right. And then that day, that morning, I had had a fast heartbeat during the night and I didn't, I thought, I don't know what this is. And then in the morning I was getting a bit winded doing my regular chores and stuff. And I thought, this is not right. And I looked up heart attack symptoms in women and all this. And I, then I called my brother-in-law who is an excellent internist. And he said, get over to urgent care. Whoa. So I went over there at 8 a.m. and they sent me straight to the ER and they had admitted me. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I have a dog at home, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, and then my, it was, I was just lucky the whole way through because uh, my, my brother-in-law and sister were, they live in Denver, but they were visiting their daughter in Washington, D.C., so they could fly. She flew down immediately and was with me for a month. Oh, um, it's, wow. That was, really you know, they wreck, wrecked their vacation plans. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, yeah. So uh, anyway, then they send PTs and OTs to your house and give you exercises. I couldn't get up off the sofa oh, and no, I could imagine. sit down, but I had to like push to get I didn't have any strength in the lower part of my legs or, you know body um so it takes a while to get back when you're just laying in a hospital bed for three weeks yeah oh you know it, it's amazing and i wasn't eating i didn't i couldn't stand the food and i i just didn't want to eat mm. and i so i lost weight and which was fine but i didn't have enough protein either mm. so there's all the and it was so interesting and in how everything is interconnected mm -hmm. you know like my body started really sucking energy to heal. And then I couldn't really, you do stuff at the computer very well. And I'm trying to edit a book and I, it's like my left brain didn't want to work. And so, 
I was joking that I, I got addicted to that um, below deck down under or below deck <laughs> Mediterranean show while I was in the hospital because I was awake all night, you know, because they come in and take measurements. Oh, yeah. you, you can't sleep, you know, and so, um, but it's just mindless idiocy, you know, and, and yet some interesting um, lessons around psychology and narcissism and, and all kinds of things. Anyway, so I was doing that and being ashamed of myself, you know, for not being more productive. That's a good show. Yeah, I don't know what you, yeah you know, that's okay. Sometimes you, you got to watch that trash TV. <laughs> anyway, well, that's, so. Well, I mean, that's that's interesting. And if if we can expound on that some, Miss Penny, because I think the the world would like to know, like, as far as Miss Penny being the, metaf the metaphysical giant that you are, like, what is your thought process to all that? How yeah. are you maintaining your spirit, yeah. you know, your your home frequency as you're going through a potential life-threatening yeah. situation like this? Right. And luckily I didn't, I was in some kind of a maybe this self unconsciously self-imposed dream state. Like I couldn't I, the day before I was having my hair cut, you know, I was running around town and this it was so sudden that I'm like. Oh no, you know what's going on. And they said I had acute heart failure. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, anyway, um, but I just I think I was like shielding myself from knowing too much because later, mm. you know, my brother-in-law was talking to the surgeon and the doctors, and he was he knows everything about all this stuff. And um so then he and my sister, who was also a nutritionist who used to work in hospitals for a while, um, they were not telling me anything until afterwards. And they told me I had um, two transfusions during the surgery, and it went from 8.30 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon, and it was difficult. And then later when I saw the cardiologist, he said, well, you're one of my more interesting patients. And I went, <laughs> why? You know, and he said, well, your attitude is so amazing. And amen. Um, and we don't see that very often that here you are. You almost died twice. And now look at your healing. And I went, I almost died twice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then I started to hear from my sister and brother-in-law. Um, some of the, yeah, the, the more borderline type things that were happening. But anyway, so really so long. It's almost 8 a.m. 3 p.s. That's extensive. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but I feel like it's a, you know, we were all probably waiting for this next expansion in our lives and our work. And, you know, I, I knew it was, something was coming, but I thought it would be more clients, more, more of what I had already known. And it, so this was it. And it's like, I think I accessed a whole bunch of stuff that I'm still pretty unconscious about, but it's dribbling mm. in oh. little, little bits and um, like I ha was sitting on the sofa one day and I saw my life review like you do when you die. It was like this wow. little film strip going off to the left in my past. And I could tune into every event that had happened to me and how it set the tone for the next ones and how amazingly engineered it all was. That's and and I and then I thought, well, that is great. Fabulous. Yeah. And I don't really care about it. <laughs> it's like I just. 
I just kind of, I could use it if I need to, but um, it's not who I am now. It, and there's new stuff, you know, and, and, um, and, I, you know, it's like, I didn't need the story or, you know, and it's sort of interesting because then I started hearing it, a lot of people talking about letting go of identity. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe that's a new step that's up for everybody right now, kind of, you know, to like open up and be more by not having the finite limitations. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm trying to, to teach uh, these addicts out here, you know, dealing with addiction, dealing with, you know, the, the traumatic past that we have, of course, Miss Penny, you know, my traumatic mm -hmm. past. And, yeah. you know, I've shared a lot of that with Miss Courtney, um, whom I'll, I'll properly introduce here shortly, but it's, 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 letting go of that past, knowing that that past was created out of other people's perceptions, other people's opinions, these things, and creating the identity of who you want moving forward from today. You know, and in a sense, that's what I had to do in order to, to forgive myself for the atrocities that I was committing in my past by embracing versus, you know, uh, you know, looking down on it in shame right. or anything like yeah. that, but just embracing it for what it was and understanding the fact that a lot of my actions were, were out of just misperceptions of myself that was put in there by other people. Yeah. You know, and, and just that, but at this point right now, I'm responsible. I'm a grown adult and I'm responsible for my choices moving forward now. So it's like the blame stops here, you know, and I'm responsible for that. So that is that's a lot of what I I um I practice, you know, with dealing with addiction and, and traumatic past and, and such. But um Miss Penny, I am so blessed and happy that you're here with us today. Yeah. My goodness. Me too. I'm happy. I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> Amen. The world needs you. We need you. The world needs you. This is uh this is Mrs. Courtney Caval. She is our, our special guest today. Um I met Courtney through another dear friend of mine whom I'd like to probably set up a, a conversation with in the future, who is a pastor of a, a Methodist church um, that I have uh, partnered with here in the town. And Miss Penny, we are doing huge, huge things in this town. Miss um, Courtney was uh, excited to to join up with us. She actually became a member of of my board and we were just talking one day and we have these types of conversations all the, all the time. And we were talking right. one day and um, I just mentioned, you know, your name. And she was like, you talking about Wayne Dyer, Miss Penny. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I guess, you know, I'm not really too, and she, and <laughs> she was so, <laughs> and she was so excited. And I said, you know, I, I said, I, I can set something up for us, you know, to come in and have a conversation with Miss Penny and, and here we are. So, you know, Miss Courtney, go ahead and. and yeah, you sent me a going. picture of your uh, your bookshelf and on your bookshelf, the book frequency. I was like, you read that? No, I don't know anybody who read that, <laughs> like in my field, at least. So then I was like, well, I have that book. And then that's how we started talking about it. So I was like really intrigued by that. But um, nice to meet you, Miss Penny. I'm Courtney. I'm a licensed health counselor and I'm working with Thomas now, but he set this up and I was just so happy to hear just have a conversation with you. Yeah, I love this kind of thing. It sounds yeah. wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we had we had a, a a topic, but I think we wanted to touch on the dreams. And and I mean, we can run a whole show on just the dreams. Like you said, Miss Penny, that's something that that, um 
you really enjoy talking about. That's something that a lot of people out in, in society has these, these things called dreams and nightmares and all the other titles and labels that they've given them. You and I have touched on dreams because I used to have some some pretty violent dreams that while I was incarcerated. But um, yeah, Miss Courtney wanted to open up with, uh, I guess, some particular dreams that she's had to see if if we can touch on that some. So I, my dream that I had is it okay if I ask? Go yeah, ahead, I was honey. just gonna say that I thought it was an, an interesting idea about mindset. Yeah, And mm-hmm. that can tie in so easily with dreams, too, on how mm-hmm. we interpret things. So so let's let's be aware of kind of an overview of some bigger concepts, too, while we're looking at dreams. But I'm, I love interpreting dreams. So let's, let's oh, hear it. <laughs> so I have so I have a really reoccurring dream um, that I've had, like, throughout the years since I was a kid, probably that I'm in. And it's super like traditional but I'm in this um the peaked castle and it's like the left wing and then I'm chased out by I don't know people with fire sticks and I end up like going into the forest and hiding underneath the tree and get murdered in the dream and I just I I don't know where it's coming it's coming keeps coming back up over and over you're hiding under a tree Yes. Like, yes. like in the forest and like in the woods. Like so nothing. it's, it's hidden, kind of hidden. Yes. 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 Like, yes. okay. I'm just trying to picture the tree scene. Um, it's uh, underneath like the, the root of the tree. Okay. Well, first of all, it feels like there's some uh, karma involved, like fast life memory. That's involved. I, mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. And, um, and yet it, also feels like the murder part of it could be coming in from other lifetimes and fitting into the scenario that you're using in the dream. Okay. It it might have been in that life, but it might have been several. Yes, that's lives. what that's that's what I I that's what somebody told me um, years and years ago when I was having them. Mm-hmm. But is there a way to like because there some is there a reason it repeats like that like the dreams repeat like that I think often when you die suddenly in a panic terror resistance yes. um yes. and you're like maybe even starting to leave your body to get away from the pain or the shock that you yes. don't complete the experience consciously of mm. just transitioning and just leaving the body and saying okay now I'm out of the body you know and and having an easy transition. So it's like you kind of inhale and it gets stuck. Oh, wow. And at that point, I think we often will um, work those things out in nightmares, you know, or, you know, sudden, sudden remembrances or having something work out even symbolically in the physical world where you see something else happen that reminds you of this sub- subliminal thing. Um, but I think that, um, I mean, I I found out that I died in my last life of sleepwalking out a window, you know, and falling. But I had, before that was revealed, I had constant dreams of falling out of trees, falling out of jumping, cars falling off of roads into crevasses, you know, and all these things. And um, once I found out that that happened, I, I had one more dream 
of falling out of a tree in slow motion so I could track the stages of dying by falling. First oh, you wow. go, oh, wow. Oh, no, no, that's, I'm going to be fine. You know, no, oh, no, what? I'm right. I'm going right. to die, you know. And once I had that, it all went away. Really? Yeah. You tracked the stages, you said? Like, In that uh, dream, I did, yeah. Like, oh, it was wow. slow enough that you could feel what you go through. You know, and you're like conscious of it the whole time in the dream. Right, right. And and that's that that was that I mean, Miss Penny, that was my reoccurring dream. Wasn't the falling, but it was the storms, it was tornadoes. And this oh. was in the midst of when I was battling my 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 case in prison and mm -hmm. everything that was going on around me. I was losing my family. But these reoccurring dreams that I kept having was these I would see thousands of tornadoes everywhere. Right. And I was always in a panic, like I'm conscious in my dream and I know that I'm in a dream, but I know that I have to get somewhere and save my family because destruction was getting ready to fall on them like at any moment. And in my dream, I'm, I'm cutting corners, I'm speeding and there's tornadoes everywhere. And it kept reoccurring for, for years mm -hmm. until like you said, the last time that I had it, it everything just played in super slow motion. And it's like I understood that this reoccurring dream was was a connection to what was happening in my life in the physical plane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and probably and, all the emotional stuff that came before all the physical actions, right? That probably you had those vortices of confusion and upset long before this acted out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's emotional body stuff too. Yeah. So well, are you still having these these dreams currently, Courtney? Yeah, I had one probably the most recent. I've had it probably in March is the last time. And then yeah, that was probably like the last time I've had it. But it, it, it pops up like like once every couple of years. It just it just repeats. But like what you just described totally makes sense and resonates with what maybe it is. But I think there's a lot more to that story. So if you could work on it in meditation. Okay. okay. And like, think of it as a film strip, right? You have that much memory of it, but then go back before you're in the left wing of the place, right? Wow, yeah. Okay. And, and what's in there? Is it a bedroom? Is it, you know, what's going on in there? Why are you in there? How did you get there? Who are you? Try to like, Oh, okay. Flesh I will, it out. I will do that. I will do that. Yeah. I mean, just use your imagination wow. and what yeah. comes to you because that is where dreams come anyway. So might as well use your imagination. Yes, I, I will do that. I will definitely try that. That's And really then go through the middle part and then, and slow it down. Maybe when you go to where the tree trunk is, maybe there's a better place to go than that oh wow okay right and then you can extend the dream and change it maybe you you're at a vantage point where you can see who's coming to kill you and why why are they afraid of you why don't why don't they want you around yeah i'm i yeah. i can see that even as you're talking about it so that's wild okay i will definitely yeah and then you'll get a lot of insight and then you can kind of even go back and and rework it again but you can get a sense of the underpinnings. Okay, I will do that. I will definitely yeah. try. I like that, the the way you're describing it, like a movie reel, you kind of stop it, like rewind. Right, it. right, right. That's cool. I, I will try that. 
is it and and go no go ahead ask your question i was just gonna say is it is there it's about can you maybe you tell me again it's about trying to understand because you get caught in the past and you're like frozen in that moment in the in the, the history of it you're frozen there and it's coming i would think out. yours really feels like it's so um specific to a time period and a kind of place yeah that it does feel like real a real past life um yeah you could take it symbolically and but depending on are you in imprisoned in the tower of london you know or are you just a wife of a of a guy who's a lord and is trying to control you and you know or something yeah um, it seems imprisoned and i've have i've had other dreams that were i mean to me i thought one was like a past life but similar things people are out to kill me but not like one where I'm in a cottage, but it's very specific events. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it makes sense that it's a past life, like the death experience. And then I'm frozen in the fear. So I have like multiple dreams like that. So that's mm -hmm. really wild actually. Yeah. I bet if you go through it, like an, in real slow motion and even through whatever the death was, maybe you got stabbed or, you know, something yes. with yes. a sword or I God knows. Yes. Um, and then, you know, you're still there. You're the soul. Got it. And if you will help your body let go, okay, then a lot of times it's very peaceful. The body can just surrender. Okay. okay. As you are pulling gradually out and taking care of it while you leave. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. Courtney, how, how conscious, like if you, if you could remember how conscious of you, are you in the dream or you just know that you're in this dream and you're stricken by fear because you kind of know what's going to happen. But like, as the dream is progressing, are you really conscious in the dream? Are you telling yourself like, this is just a dream. Let me see what's going on. Like the way I see it in the dream is like uh, outer body. Like I'm above the dream looking down. That's how it, appears in my mm. mind i don't know if that's mm -hmm. like, that's how they that's how i experience them at least it's like no i'm not attached to the fear in the dream i'm like ab above the fear in the dream like the way i'm looking at it perceptually kind mm -hmm. of floating or maybe yeah. like watching yeah. from a from a yeah. perch somewhere like kind of floating above that's the way because yeah, i'm looking down it's like a scene but it's like looking down and that's the way they come out when i dream them too it's like i'm a I'm and not, then when you yes yeah but and I then when you say and then when you say that you get murdered how how did can you see the murder how does well, that murder take place I don't see it I just I don't I don't I like it's like I don't like that part I'm not I don't know I don't I don't it doesn't I don't have a clear picture of it mm -hmm. like I know it happens but I don't have that clear picture on it. And, and I, the reason why I asked that is because Miss Penny and I have had conversations in the past about birthmarks. Um, things like that that are on the body where where that you know these are representations of past events and past lives wounds wounds from actual literal wounds sometimes they show up again from the energy body they'll come back in with you to a new physical body and show up in a symbolic way somehow sometimes um you know Birth maybe marks. it's a target area in your body that feels weak or something okay um, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So if I yeah. use the visualization and sort of follow it farther, maybe even through the death and then before as well. Like yeah. That. But you also might experiment with 
coming into the role playing of, you know, come into the body of that woman and, um, and, but don't have the, it's like you're in a hypnosis session or something, you know, you don't have the emotion, but you have the, all the wherewithal of everything you need to do and what's going on around you. Okay. And, um, and that you can back it up and you can then extend it. And as you extend it, you have the consciousness of um, how to hide better. Mm-hmm. Or if if you're going to go through the death experience, then let yourself go through every see yeah. it. Okay, we'll do that. I will. I will. Yeah. I will follow. I will definitely follow up on that. But I also like the idea that you went under a tree, you yeah. know, into the roots area. Yes, of, and it's wild because to, even today, if I want to ground myself, I'll just go sit by a tree. Like that's how I ground myself yeah. today, barefoot. Mm. And just sit on it. And that's my simplest tool that I use. And yeah, I don't know if it's connected, but it seems like it is. I mean, well, they are. I mean, look at they're a perfect symbol of the branches go to the heaven and the roots go down to the core of the earth. And you're the middle. You're it's this conduit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, conduit. That's I've never heard it put that way. That's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it can connect you so well. I'm excited to try. I'm gonna try that. Like I'm 100 percent gonna try that. That's very good. So so <laughs> very sticking nice. sticking with the conduit. I mean that. So would would we say that that? I mean that is is that kind of what dreams are? Is a conduit? Uh well, let's see. I I think that they are depending on what level you're dreaming at. Their information, their guidance, their maybe the the soul connecting into the you know through the intuition into the personality so i guess it's a conduit that way because i think a a lot of you know i used to think dreams were uh just a a reenactment of my day you know what i mean or uh of such that i would have this crazy dream and i would be like man what would what would give me some dream like that like what did i do to have some dream like that. And I think a lot of people have that perception that dreams are just, you know, uh, events that happen in their physical life as is now. So if for the skeptic, you know, how, where does this come from Miss Penny? Where, if, if, if this is a dream of a past life, like we're talking about Miss Courtney's dream, possibly from ancient England somewhere in a cottage or something, how, would this be in her brain now? Where well, does that, that even not come Not so from? much in her conscious mind brain, but it's in the the field, the energy body. Okay. Or I call it an inner blueprint kind of thing. It's something that was traumatic that got stored in the emotional body or the mental body or both. And then as you come back in in a new lifetime, it comes back in with you, but then it needs to act out and materialize in a different way and now you're probably more advanced so you can allow yourself to see these things Um, and they'll be in a different form like I know in one of my last lives very close when I died of tuberculosis Mm -hmm. and at a pretty young age and um, in this life I came in with really bad lung problems I got pneumonia when I was two and chronic bronchitis until maybe I was around 14 or 15 and kind of grew out of it but I didn't die from lung problems this time wow you know it's more advanced you you are you've healed a lot but you have the memory of 
you know, lung problems are about grief, typically, you know, mm. so you've got some clearing last remnants, you know, of stuff to clear. And and that's why I was asking Miss Courtney, like the consciousness of the actual murder, because I mean, that's so essentially what you're saying is Penny is like the, 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 the murderer comes up and let's just say he chops her leg off at the knee. Well, Miss Courtney has had knee problems. Let's just say her whole life unexplainably just had pain in her and her knee without ever knowing where it come from, or maybe she grew a tumor in her knee or something of that net, you know, that's, that's the type of connection that you're speaking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be an echo, you know, it, it, it makes sense. Can I ask, you said level you're dreaming at, like, can I ask what, what did you mean by that? You said what level, it depends what level you're dreaming at. Oh yeah. Um, in, in my book, um, be the dreamer, not the dream. I have these dream zones and they really correspond with the energy body levels. So um, oh. if you come to the first level, it'll often be the etheric body or the astral plane or the subconscious kind of information where it's pretty chaotic often, but you're facing those kind of fear things typically. As you go out further, it might be in like the um, mental plane where you're getting guidance from a you know, an ascended master or, you know, your mother who's died or whatever it is, you know, but it's, it's more um, informational. Okay. You know, and then if you, you go out way out to the causal plane where this is your life purpose, this is how you remember spirit, how you understand um, the purpose of your life really and the flow of your life and, and things like that. And it's, you know, there's no blockages really out there. It's it's more revelatory. Okay, wow. But as you come down in, back to the body, things get slower and denser. Okay. You know, and and then as you come close, and they're more symbolic also as you come through the emotional realms, you take on the symbolism of things. Okay. And And it's almost like you're coming down through the levels of the brain. We're on the upper brain. It's very abstract, conceptual, and, and intuitive and pattern-oriented. And then if you dream in numbers or symbols or colors, and all those are those levels of dreams. As you come into the midbrain, it becomes much more about the senses. So the top level of the senses is visual. So you'll get an aha or light bulb going off kind of thing, you know, wow. but a visual dream. And as it comes down more, it's, uh, let's say, auditory and tactile. You get down closer and closer to the body and the very bottom one is like taste and smell. So you may have those things happening in dreams as you're bringing it, the information back down. And then as you get to the reptile brain, you have fight or flight, mm -hmm. uh, you know, fear or safety and you may get triggered there wow i've never heard it described like that that's thank you that's that's good but i think that's how we go out and we come back in we oh. go through these levels of frequencies that are in our our brain you know in our whole emotional i mean the body has layers of of frequencies as we go out and I think too that all those frequencies are merged into one big ball. <laughs> you know, it's not so much like A, B, C, D, E. 
you know, it's not linear. You know, it's all like the spiritual realms in us now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And and how how I'm I'm coming to be is understanding this this earth of this planet that we that we're on and everything in it and how everything is connected right because that's what i've really been been pondering on is we say that everything is connected but how you know and it's it's understanding that within this pressure this ball that we're in is such a great amount of pressure right and the space that's between you and i miss penny you and i miss courtney is filled with all kinds of little atoms little little microbes and all of these things that are all compressed together so even though that there's the appearance of space between us it's really not and my 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 interactions my electricity my my vibrations is traveling through all of these little things that are pressed together we are all connected in that way and then as you expound upon that and and you go into the big bang theory you know and how everything was was just a a pea-sized thing that eventually just started expanding you know everything has been interconnected since then and just expanding expanding you know because when i hear about the tests about how they can take blood put it in a put it in a sampler send it to california have me sitting here watching all kinds of different emotional videos and yet my DNA that's over in California is registering exactly the same way that I'm registering here. How does that happen? You know, so it's understanding that my DNA, if I go, if I go and have lunch with Miss Penny and I give her a hug, this and that, and I, now I come back home and now I feel some kind of way, she may register that. Hit me with an email, Thomas, are you okay? You know, I was just thinking about you because something registered with her in her subconscious, my DNA started vibrating on her, within her. You know, I think they, that, you know, physics calls that quantum entanglement mm-hmm. where if they take two particles, they, one will, they will always occur simultaneously in both things. And I think- we are all connected that way, actually, if you can, can't even fathom that with our left brain, you know, but that there's not just a little ball that has time and space in it with separations and gaps. That's right. It's one huge, you know, I ha- I just call it my sphere or my ball, and inside of it are all the frequencies. Every possibility in the imaginal realm, collective consciousness, you know, we've all probably been everything or done everything in our lives, in our lives. Or even if we haven't, we're so connected with other people who have done it, that it could be ours, Mm. you know? So there's nothing foreign. There's nothing separate. There's really no outside world. And when you start to feel into that spiritual reality where everything exists in the moment, interconnected, really not even connected because that means linear. This is not linear. Everything contains everything else. We all, that's holographic, right? Mm. And so that's the new reality that's coming in where we get it that I am everything. I contain everything. I know it all. And, but you have to tune in with your left brain to actually describe it. But in your right brain, 
you're all part of it, you know, and, and being influenced by it all and you're influencing it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say I get the ideas I do because some other people or beings want me to have this inf- insight, let's say, so that I can say it out loud to somebody and then other people will get it and use it and do the thing they need to do to get other people to have the thing they need to, you know, it's just like so interconnected. It's a wild and, uh, it's all, it's all which wild. is why which is why I think on the physical plane, they have you have entities that have been trying so hard for all of these years, thousands of years to suppress that right side mentality, that right thinking mentality to suppress our subconscious because yeah. they know the power that that wields, just like you described. So as long as we're staying in the physical form, which we can kind of segue into that now, you know, bring bring our listeners back into the physical form, you know, as we we stay within that physical form because we're born into the flesh, right? As as the physical form, the physical brain, this has to evolve, in my opinion, into that spiritual sense. That physical brain has to, at some point, come in contact with that spiritual sense for the physical body to accept it to say that there's more than just physical there's more than just to what i see mm-hmm. you know when i when i was in prison and i used to sit here and i and one of the greatest books and and i'll tell you miss penny it was one of the hardest books for me to read was the works of plato you know just for me to even understand what they were saying i had to force myself i could only read like a paragraph and my brain would be exhausted from trying to decipher what they were talking about so this was practice for me but I was so intrigued in these conversations that these people were having and and, and a time where they had no explanation. They had no Google. They had none of this stuff. They're just these 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 philosophers are just sitting around and they're like, what is the eyeball? What is the function <laughs> of the eye? What does the eye do? How does it see? How does this color where? And they're just having these in-depth conversations that taught me how to just break things down to that sense to to give such a full understanding you know and i and 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 i'm just getting to the point to where i'm understanding that each day like you say in the moment right each day that i wake up is a whole new life this is a whole new life a whole new universe because tomorrow could be completely different if i even get up tomorrow so it's understanding that today is the most important day of my life because yesterday is gone. It doesn't matter. All yesterday is wisdom and tomorrow is unknown. Right. So it's understanding that today is the most important day for me to make my decisions, make my changes and make the best out of today, because this could be it. Yeah. Right. Think about things. Yeah, absolutely. I, I That's well said, Thomas, really. It really is. Yeah. So when when we get into some of the the chaos that we have, Miss Penny, that we're seeing today, my goodness, how are you keeping your energy the way that you are in today's events? But when we see this and we see everything going on, it's like, at what point does a human mind start to understand like you, you are the detriment, you are you are the chaos, how does that that human mind trans transform into the spiritual? For me, it took, I mean, it, it took 
it took utter chaos. It took me losing everything that I had. It took me just, I mean, everything to finally realize that my thought process is what was getting me here. My thought process created all of this, like in all our past shows. You know, when I started looking around and I started seeing that my choices, my thought process created everything, which is something that I teach people today. If you truly want to know how your thought process is, just take a look around at your house. If your house is a cluttered mess, your thought process is a cluttered mess. You know, because we 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 create what is in our brain, what we see in our brain, we create around us without yeah. without even knowing that we're doing that. And that's because they're not really separated. That see, there's no outside world. Yeah, there you go. You see, so what you're having in your mind is a higher frequency of what you're having in your house, which is a slightly more physical, lower frequency. And they're not good or bad frequencies. Right. They're just different, you know, ways of experiencing things. Um, and you can like, you know, when somebody dies, you know, I, I don't feel like they're gone. I just like, you know, you can raise your frequency up to kind of tune into where they are and then talk to them. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. hundred percent. You know, they're gone. They're not gone. They're here with us. Yes. It's just, you can't see maybe with the visual eye. Yeah. And maybe if you tune into the tree and go to slightly down into what it's or a plant in a house plant or something, what do you need? Go in. I'm thirsty, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, and you can probably that's how they discovered medicines in the in the past. The shamans tuned in and went into the plants and talked to them and got ideas about how they work and wow. you know like cooperation, uh, mutual support. But then you pick the plants with honor and respect, you know, and love, or else the energy doesn't translate very well, right? You know, so mm -hmm. that way of being. I think is really important too. And um, yeah, but I, I think a whole lot of it has to do with realizing that the spiritual world is already inside of us. It's not up there somewhere. Um, and that the, there is an acceleration going on on the planet that has been happening for a long time, but recently, you know, in our lifetimes, it's like going, you know, like really into higher frequency spirals. When one wave comes in and an acceleration wave, sometimes it feels really uncomfortable and you kind of, you know, either go out of your body or you, you have to take a nap or something. So you can let your body adjust itself to this new way of functioning. And I think what you're saying, Thomas, about the mind needing some, you know, stimulation, it's that's what this is all about as well. As the energy increases and we relax and let go and let our entire selves adapt to the new frequency, mm -hmm. the mind adapts also, the emotions adapt also. So you're tending not to go into anxiety as much or not to go into, you know, um, catastrophe thinking. Doom and, and gloom. Yeah, doom and gloom. Yeah. And then your mind starts to get different kind of thoughts. Oh, it could be like, maybe it works like this, you know, and, and you start to have a different kind of worldview or cosmology view or mindset again, you know, 
And then that starts to be, you start using that and it proves out to work like you did, you know, and then, then you get more because I think we're remembering who we really are, yeah. you know, and, and that we've taken on the cloak of earth beings, which is based on sacrifice and suffering from a collective thought form. And then we're having to say, wait a minute, it's not like that at all. Hmm. You know, we're, we, that's good. That's good. We can have it be the way we want it to be, the way we're thinking about it. You know, and that's me. I am lucky. I just kept saying that to myself somehow. I got a great surgeon. I got, you know, this is like my sister could be with me like immediately, you know, just for all, all kinds of things that, you know, it's like the energy of that feeling surrounds you and then your life starts to change to be in alignment with that idea or that it's a pattern you know it's really it, a, it pattern is a pattern of consciousness uh, the the all-knowing you know the all-knowing and 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 i'm 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 getting there right i'm getting there i'm getting to the point to where i can embrace almost everything and not react emotionally but just let it come into me and allow me to process these things. There are still some things that do get me emotional right out of the gate to where I have to detract and, and come back and, and reset. But I'm getting to the point where I can embrace and allow things to enter me because at the end of the day, like, like you saw me before, you know, just these are the words of Bruce Lee, you know, embrace everything, even death, because you you there's no reason in fearing a foe that you know you can't defeat. Nobody has defeated death. So you embrace that. And when you're able to embrace death, that's the ultimate That's the ultimate thing. If you're able to embrace that, then anything that comes your way, you will not fear. Because the whole reason why we fear these things is because they could bring death. But when you yeah. embrace that, there's no room for fear anymore. You're just you're just processing. And like you said, it allows you to see different things and make different choices and go in different directions. And then the challenge in that for me is that society, this is something that society is not accustomed to. So when they see me in that sense, and they feel like I should be reacting to this thing the way that they are, and I'm not, now I'm a sadist. Now I don't have emotions. Now I don't, you know, and it's no, I just know when to get emotional, when not to. I understand that emotions, emotions are a tool now. I don't have to live in my emotions like I used to. You know, it's it's understanding that emotions are there to process different things at different times. But it's my choice as a divine creature to use that at my will. It's not in control of me. And Miss Penny, that has changed my life holistically. Mm. You know, holistically, it has changed my life. Yeah. I almost get the feeling like emotions are not really necessary, but <laughs> um, compassion is. It's a little different kind of thing, but emotion is like um, motive. Mm. It's it's like emotion, right? M moving out. It, mm. And if you can focus that energy without thinking of it as good or bad, 
it's something you can harness from within yourself and within the field actually to get something done. And if you look at negative emotion, I'm just getting this now is that a lot of it is about um, that what you're trying to get done is to protect yourself from pain and death. But the thing is, once you open up more spiritually, you start to see that death is not an enemy. It's like this, this actual compassionate thing that frees you from a lot of things and makes you helps you put things into perspective. You know, I remember when my father died um, suddenly, and he had in this last years, he'd been very bitter and angry. And um, it was hard to talk to him. And um, he, he died alone. And, um, you know, nobody he was, they didn't find him for four days. Anyway, so I went into a, like my inner my trance state, and I decided I was going to go through his body with him and see what happened to him. So I, I went in and he was in a chair, sitting in a chair and I, I, he just went unconscious and then he left the body and he was so amazed that all everybody he knew was around him, that he wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of other insights like that. But what the amazing thing I felt was he left a lot of the bitterness in the body, that the body was holding it and the cycle of it repeating was causing him to continue to be bitter and negative. And of course that affected his heart, wow. you know, and whatever happened to him. Um, but I was amazed that the body itself, when you leave it, a lot of the negative stuff is just, you know, there in the physical, you don't have to take it all with you. Here you so are. I thought that was like a, a compassionate act, you know? Wow. Well, I think that's why a lot of times they say, like, you know, these the, the spirits laugh at this stuff. You know what I mean? Like we, we the stuff that we worry about so much, it's like the, right. the spirits just laugh at that stuff because it's right. it's non-existent in their world. That's right. There are no shoulds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no ifs. What if? You know, what if? No, there's there's none of that. Right. You know, it's so in 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 these relationships uh, where you have individuals who are locked up emotionally, stressed out, um, maybe it's it's over these these physical things. You know, again, we're we're at the end of the day, we're we're living a, a capitalistic uh, economy. You know, and we understand that capitalism creates labels and stigma. You know, that's that's what fuels capitalism is is the need to feel important the need to to have a label the need to have a title so how how do individuals like that function keep positive energy when their focus may be just on a capitalistic mindset yeah well i think a lot of that the way you're describing capitalism is uh, uh has a lot of ego involved in it you know, like I'm good because I'm rich or I'm I'm not good because I'm poor or whatever, you know, and and that's not true. It's a distortion mm. of to me. Capitalism has a lot to do with freedom. And um, so I see it in a much more positive way, but it has to have heart. 
-hmm. you know, um, but well, freedom, well, freedom, how let's, 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 what, how do you see capitalism as freedom? That I could start a business of my own. I could do any, look at what I did. I, I like became a, an intuitive in, in, mm -hmm. a, in a time where like, they don't teach that in school, you know, like, do you have credentials? No. Um, you know, and that you can do what you want to express yourself freely according to your life purpose, uh, you know, without the state or somebody saying, no, you're not allowed to do that, or you have to give all your money to us. You know, I think it, it really has a lot to do with um, a system that allows the flow of the soul through the personality. Now, we we were saying before that we incarnate into, you know, the wound of humanity, you know, where everybody thinks it's about sacrifice and suffering and greed. And mm. the left brain is running everything. So too much left brain is ego. And too much ego is narcissism. And then you get mm -hmm. shrunk down to this sense of self that's really tight constricted and then you have to try to control everything in the world mm. you know i've got to have you know all the money and all the power and all the blah blah you know and and then you just attract more <laughs> warlike things and violence and things that oppose you because you're so trying to control them in that you know? sense that in that sense that you're saying that so then in in you're saying that capitalism doesn't create narcissism, that narcissism takes advantage of capitalism. It distorts it, yeah, and takes advantage of, of it, I think. Yeah, you're right, too. Um, but it distorts it in such a way that um, that the true purpose of it doesn't really come through as well. But, I mean, I think in, in, a, in the world, it does come through pretty well. But then... If you look at socialism, there's another point of view that's like, and what do you do when you have a lot of money? Shall no. we give, be charitable? <laughs> or do you have to own a lot in order to have a self-worth? Or can you help each other? Is there a mutual inclusion in terms of provision in some way? So what if you put the two systems together, what would it look like? And I think that's what's happening today as we evolve head and heart you know that i think that i mean that i think what, what that was a lot of what my past relationship was that we've gone over you know with 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 the toxicity that i was in was was just like you just said a clash of a socialistic mindset and a capitalistic mindset me being the entrepreneur and her coming from you know being raised essentially in canada you know, under under the regime that that she was raised under, and having that kind of compliant mindset, right? And and that's one thing I noticed coming out of out of socialism is is the compliant mindset, the there's the kind of uh, passivity where a capitalist may not have because he's an entrepreneur. He's used to taking risks. He don't have compliance. He's used to going outside of the box. And I think that when you get these two together, it causes chaos. 
What do you think, Courtney? You haven't talked very much. Get what two? No, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, get get what two together, Thomas. What two? What What do you mean? The 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 compliant mindset and the capitalist mindset, the free thinking, the the free thinker. So, so coming from uh uh, uh the the compliant state to where I agree with everything. I'm passive. I'm not willing to sh- to rock the boat. I'm not willing to to take those chances. I listen to what the police tell me because it's the police and, 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 you know, versus the free thinker, the, 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 the one that's willing to go out and take the risks, throw all the money on a business, um, speak back against the cops and say, you know, you're violating my rights or whatever it is, how, how, because we'll have unions formed under that. You know, we'll have relationships formed under that where you have a compliant mindset versus a free thinker who forms a relationship. And I think that is what I formed in my last relationship where she just wanted me to forget about my past, do what I was told, get along with society and and reap the benefits of corporate life from from falling in that structure versus building my own nonprofit, doing my own thing and fighting against the structure. Maybe it's more like about learning to be in cooperation together because I think they like things coexist together. And there's not you're you're not always going to be like standing your ground or pushing back. It's all not always necessary. Like if police officer wants to talk to me, I stop and I go talk to him. You do too. It's not because you've been arrested per se, but just what you do. So more cooperation. And I, I think it would be helpful because you don't have to be so dismissive. Like they, they can blend, but it takes cooperation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think one thing that comes to mind is that when you have extremes like that, they're both dealing with the same inner problem, but in two different ways. You know, and so um, I think that there's a feeling of um, maybe it's helplessness or something. I'm not sure exactly. But the one way of being compliant is, well, I can't do it by myself. So I'll you know, I'll be safe by doing it the way you know, things are supposed to be and follow the rules. And then the free thinker individualist is like, I feel, you know, insecure, but I'm going to overcome that by doing the opposite thing by taking chances and going out and fighting and you know, like that. But the two, they look opposite, but they're really, if you go to the core problem and fix that, then people start shifting and coming, I think, more more into it, an inner harmony that's not so extreme. Does that and make that's, sense? It's like- absolutely. And that's that's kind of what I'm bringing out. So what would that inner core be? Would that inner core be the, you know, the, the as Courtney was saying, the communication between each other, the understanding, the embracing of understanding the different mindsets, maybe you coming from, uh, uh, you know, uh, would what some would call a privileged background and me not coming from a privileged background and the different thought patterns in that, you know, understanding that that is what's causing chaos within this relationship and, and embracing that some kind of way. Well, my thoughts, and you can chime in Courtney on, on what you think, but um, I, I kind of feel like there's at the core is kind of like victim dominator patterns Mm -hmm. and the helplessness thing is more like 
I've been a victim before. Maybe it's a past life thing. People didn't see me. I didn't get to do what I do. I've been punished for speaking truth to power. And, and so I'm going to toe the line and then I'll be safe. And the, so that's the more the victim stance as right. a, you know, the pro victim, but the end, the, the counter victim or whatever you would call it is like, I'm going to do what I want anyway, this time around, you know, I'm going to get out there and do it. And if, if they come and tell me something, I'm just going to fight them, you know, or I'll overcome it. And so this ends up becoming more dominator pattern. Mm. But I feel like Thomas, you are working to integrate. You don't want to be the dominator, not with that fear mindset or, you know, like danger mindset, but you had to go there to look at it. And then you come back and say, I can be independent. I can be a free thinker. I don't have to dominate anybody. I can, you know, um, come from love. And then the, the dominator becomes the innovator or, you know, other things, you know, the influencer, but not that you have to, you know, like, like, like a dictator saying that all of my people have to agree with me. Um, right. You know, that kind of thing. And, and then the more passive side, you know, has to really start to understand that I don't like this reality that I'm creating for myself. It's not very active or fun and I'm not getting to feel who I really am or what I can be. And so, so they need to wake up. But I think there's another situation where, a victim can come together with a person who's pretty evolved and doesn't has doesn't have the victim pattern anymore and have fairly comfortable you know can have money if they need money and, and whatever and then the victim still can play the victim role except that it's pushing against something that isn't really there yeah. and at that point that's a that's a whole other kind of energetic situation or problem to be solved you know it's, so is it more it's, about the independent mindset like learning to be more independent thinker more of a free thinker and just going with that flow as it leads you yeah well you mean how to get it to happen more yes yes how to, how to start to incorporate that um i think we have to get in the habit of asking ourselves leading questions yeah, i got you like you know what I mean? Like, is this is this satisfying? Am I enjoying myself? Do I have pleasure in these things? What would, what is something I like to do that I could do more of, or I could actually um, volunteer doing, or I could make money doing, or you know? And so you you ask yourself these leading questions that get you into, like I had a client who was a uh, travels all over the world, and you know. Asia and stuff and does, you know, um, humanitarian work all over the place has become very good at it. Has gotten job. Oh, now she can go to Peru or, you know, wherever she wants a new job. But then she says to me on the side, she says, yeah, but I've kind of gotten interested in mushroom farming. <laughs> like, like not, you know, like mushrooms for eating, like kombucha and stuff like that. And she said, it's so interesting. And I wonder if I could make a business out of that. Mm. And there are times in our life where somehow the soul gets through to us 
if you say, yeah, I did all that. That's wonderful. And I'd like to focus in on something now, or I'd like to see the magic of what this kind of endeavor might be. And I am always fascinated by that, how we get through to ourselves just when it seems like we're in a long-term bad habit or a long-term habit of a way of thinking, you know? So I think people will get through to themselves eventually, but sometimes they have to go through a dramatic shift like me. <laughs> I don't know. And, well, and I just think that some people, they, they refuse it as well. I mean, I've seen, you know, going back to the incarceration, I've seen guys go in at 20 years old and, you know, they're, they just don't change for their whole time. They refuse to, to look at themselves or their actions in any kind of way. And like you use the word victim and, and Cordy and I have had, you know, lengthy discussions on victimization and things of that nature, especially coming from the, the, the poor community, because, you know, Poor people have the tendency to victimize themselves in the situations versus getting themselves out. So at what point, my question is what, at what point does your experience become victimization versus your experience? I mean, if I'm sitting here saying, listen, this is what happened to me and this is why I'm in the position I'm in. That's just the factual events of what happened. But where does that start to turn into me using my history now? as victimizing where am i victimizing myself at yeah well okay let me see i think that if you've been victimized for real in the physical world and in the emotional world um, you know the experience of suffering and pain you definitely know that but if you identify with that and be, make it be your whole persona, um, you use that to dominate others. It's the shadow side of dominators. Um, right? I mean, because look at yeah. you know, people who are in the in the public eye when they they can be dominators, but then they act like a victim and then they get everybody to feel sorry for them and then they get their way anyway. Will Smith and Chris Rock. No, I don't know who it is. But um but so it depends how you use what you do with the victimization, where you can say it hurt. And and so I'm gonna carry that hurt with me and I'm gonna use it um to get what I want now, one way or another. Or you can say, yes, I know it very well. And I know a way out of it. I've learned to get out of it. I don't identify with it. And so then you can help others do the same thing. Now you're using it as a tool for something positive, which is what you're doing, Thomas. And um, and so you're not identifying with it as, you know, a hurt person, you know, as a victim. You've gone beyond that. So you don't have to fight anybody or be the hero for anybody. You can allow um, the other forces like compassion and clarity to just be in your field. And then people get that. They start to go, oh, well, maybe it could be like that, you know, or they plant seeds, you know, and then people start to shift. But, but I think 
also because of the acceleration on the planet now that very fast healing is possible like mm-hmm. openings turnarounds revelations things get through to you you get through to yourself you're the soul mm-hmm. i'm here now in this body i'm making this whole thing i did my heart thing for a reason it wasn't on Absolutely. my my own personality's radar screen at all but it was a surprise to help me wake up to something else and get rewired or whatever. So everything's evolutionary, but, but yeah, I think that not identifying with either the dominator role or the victim role um, is important. So, mm -hmm. Very well said. Courtney, you want to add anything today? Oh, that was, that was, it was actually, uh, I learned something just from Miss Penny. So thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that was good. I don't have anything to add. I feel like that's the point. So you spoke on a couple of things, Miss Penny, that, that again, I I had just brought into uh, Miss Courtney Cipher not too long ago, we were talking about it, but in, 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 and the awakening that's going on, the enlightenment, this this fast turnaround, as you say, and a lot of people, and I keep telling them, I tell them on my TikTok, on my podcast, the age of Aquarius, you have to understand the time, the eon of time that we moved in and what is going on. So can you help me elaborate? Because I don't think I did a very good job with, with Miss Courtney, but help me elaborate the importance of this age of Aquarius and this time that we're in and why we are seeing the things that we're seeing. I had never heard that before when you explained it to me. So I, that was news. That was new to me. You explained, I mean, I didn't understand it fully, but that was just new, totally new to me when you told me that the other night. Sorry. Hmm. Well, I, yeah, I think it's the, it's, you know, Aquarius has certain tendencies, but I've just been calling it the shift from the information age to the intuition age Mm. that we're, we're so used to, and it was the industrial age before that, which was physical. The information age is mental. The intuition age is spiritual. So we're coming into a whole new way of perceiving things that isn't linear anymore. It's holographic and all at once, you know, spherical and all at once. There's no like past, present, future. There's no inside, outside. It's all one thing contained together in a present moment. And it's like mind blowing when you start to get into that kind of, of, you know, mindset is really what we're talking about and your, right. your theme. And it is, um, uh, I live inside a huge ball. I'm the center point of a huge ball. Everything it exists inside my ball. And there actually is no outside ball. But that's just an imaginary sort of filmy boundary because I can expand it and include more if I want or shrink it and include less depending on what focus I want. It's like a zoom lens on a, on a telescope, you know, and, um, but everything really is the whole unified field is me and you, if we want to go way out, (laughs) you know? Right. And so, so um, I don't have to stretch really far to get to know something because I just assume it's already in me. And so let me, I'm going to ask for it and then I'm going to wait a second and it 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 appears. Because I don't have to struggle for things. I just have to place attention on them 
and they they come to me they they open up and it's to us it's not just to me but you know but attention is the key skill place attention on something keep it focused there in a loving way and that thing will materialize mm. take attention which is why they're constantly which is why they're constantly trying to keep us distracted yeah the distraction and fragmentation is you know it's what's screwing things up but also if you take attention out of something like when you just get bored with it at the end of a cycle well i did that now you know so what else is there Mm -hmm. But that that process at the end of a cycle is where you take attention out of something by not attending to it, basically. And then you're in liminal space in this open openness where everything's possible. And then you say, well, what what's the next right, just right thing for me? And then you allow the thought to come in for that. And even if you don't consciously ask, you're unconsciously asking at the end of the cycle, what's next? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and what's on purpose for me next? So when you say like, assume it's already in you, that's how you think from the beginning to just kind of feel, feel that. Okay. Wow. It's in my field, but that field goes all through your body. Okay. So what you need is already there. You know, like the ideal pattern of your energy body is there. I call that your diamond light body, that you can let that be step into you. And it doesn't have blockages, doesn't have wounds. And it will communicate energetically to your cells through, from the energy body into the physical body. So, you know, I could imagine my heart without you know, a cut in it or my chest without this big scar. And I could say, everything's coming together. It's going to function fine at according to my highest level, because I'm bringing that in now. And I'm that I am that. Mm -hmm. And now I've reduced the gap. There's no gap anymore between my health and dying early. You know, I'm going to stay until I'm done. And so I'm going to have the body I need and this experience I had um, is helping me get to the things I really know and I really want to do. Mm -hmm. the I don't diamond know if I strayed light. off purpose on that one, but. Um... <laughs> no, I mean, and the diamond light, I mean, that's the diamond light is, is I, I remember that and I still use that today when even if I have something going on inside of my body that I don't really know what it is, you know, a pain in my knee or anything of that nature, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll meditate on that. And, and just like you had told me to do, just picture that diamond light, just transversing through your body, see the, see the inside of your body, you know, be the light inside of your body, go to see what's going on, just picture it in your mind and connect because me as, as, as uh, a, you know, a, a semi bodybuilder at one point working out, that is one of the key elements of building muscle mass is connecting your brain to your muscle. You have to see that muscle growing. You have to see that muscle tearing in your mind for it to do that on your body. So it's connecting that, that image, that whatever inside of your brain to, to whatever exterior portion of your body that you want to extend it to. And when you taught me that diamond light, that keyed it in for me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not all that complicated, really, if you just, you know, be your your soul in your body. <laughs> laser focus, like you say, you you, yeah. you know, you you have to be laser focused to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to be comfortable. You have to be silent. You can't you, nothing can be distracting you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we are very distracted right now because of all the fear surfacing in the world because you know my sense of things is that when the energy frequency when that goes up real high like it's going that increases the frequency of the subconscious mind and all the stuff that we've pressed and suppressed and not don't want to look at and it's kind of like tried to hide it it's getting faster too so mm. it can't stay down there at that low frequency and it's popping up like popcorn, you know, like up into your conscious mind, which is daily reality. And you're starting to see those old fears, have those dreams of the past lives, you know, and it's so that you can understand it and vaporize it. Like, I don't need to hold it to myself as identity now. You know, it's part of everyone, you know. Does it it come up into your reality more so as cleared out is that what it is so it's coming up like right now yes to go out just let it but it's for you to understand it so that you don't hold that idea because that's what we're doing with identity right now we're holding ourselves to the story got it Mm -hmm. and we're so much bigger than that Mm -hmm. we know so much more than we know you know so Mm -hmm. part of this is a clearing process and that's that's up for everybody but like you said, Thomas, a lot of people are resistant to it because part of the left brain thinks, well, this is going to hurt or this mm-hmm. is going to I'm going to lose my family over this or I'll I or I can't stand to see myself as a bad person or it's shame. Right. I'm or gonna whatever hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so many things that I'm not going to let myself see this. And then there are other things where I just realized the other day. I'm not letting myself know what I actually know. And I did that for a period so that I could get along with everybody in, in this shallower band of knowing. And, but now we can open up and know more, you know, and it'll be normal. And that I can clear away that almost like instruction I had for myself that, you know, just take it easy. It'll all come later, you know, but stay within the band and um, bandwidth. But so I think that we are having the courage to let ourselves be who we really are and know what we really know right now. And that is a big act. So that's one thing that a lot of people are doing, but a lot of other people are resisting the energy. It's scary to them. They think they'll lose everything they have like they can't tolerate people from other races or anything really different from them or mm-hmm. women's rights can't, you know, women are, should be subservient and don't talk back and just, you know, and, and it's kind of like a, in a way, a male thing. It's like, a, um, I think men have, you know, I don't say this to d- disparage anything, but male brains are more divided because of, of um, fewer corpus callosum fi- fibers between the left and right brain. 
So they perceive either one way or the other way, but they need to make a choice to move back and forth kind of intentionally. Women have lots of fibers connecting the left and right brain. So they don't distinguish like, you know, I have to do the dishes before I leave the house because I can still feel the dishes in the sink, you know, like, and it's going to upset me. So, you know, there's no like real segmentation for women a lot of times. So, but Mm -hmm. with men, that segmentation makes them go a lot into the left brain and be about, let's get the job done. Here's the rules. This is the way it's done. And here's who I am. And, you know, those kinds of, of very finite definitions. And once that's locked in and it becomes a belief system, then it can become easily ego and narcissism and domination. You know, and I'm seeing that a lot. The the dominator victim patterns are now being um, exorcised, you know, into the world so that we can start to clear that. That's a a polarity that we don't need anymore, that we want to merge together things that seem so extreme, Mm. like we talked about before. And so we're really in that process of societally clearing the subconscious mind of society. Right. (laughs) Right. And the atrocities of it. Right. I mean, right. And the old, um, you know, beliefs about, you know, women should know their place and children should Mm -hmm. speak when spoken to and, you know, whatever, all these things Mm -hmm. that are so antiquated at this point. You know, so mm-hmm. that's a hard it's it's creating a great sense of fragmentation and extremism between the people who want the old way to just stay the way it is and people who are already into the new consciousness. It's like we're bifurcating realities, you know. Like like we're operating in many ways at a faster frequency and and I don't think they can see us those that are staying contracted, it's almost like they can't quite understand what we are. So they're trying to name it like, oh, it's socialism. Oh, it's this right, or it's right, that, right, right, right. that and making it um, unsafe because it's different. Right. And 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 that is one of the, the large, because we know that the brain, the brain is a narcissistic entity in itself. It wants to know everything. <laughs> it, it loves being proud of itself, you know, so we understand that this is where assumptions come from is that the, the the constant need for the brain to be right and to know. And like you just explained, there's something higher going on that people really don't understand or grasp. And of course they want to label it. They want to put something to it to, 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 to pacify their mind, their brain, so they can point at this and say, that's what this is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not understanding this higher level of consciousness, like you say, that's coming out, people are being more free, more outspoken, more, more themselves versus following this, this social norm. And, and a lot of people being ostracized for it, cut out for it. Um, And, and we do see a lot of the, the toxicity that we have going on in America because of it, because there's so many difference of opinions of what people feel should be going on and happening that there's no unity within that. You know, there's, it's like as us as American citizens, we don't have, nobody's coming back and saying, okay, I hear what you say. It's different. But at the end of the day, we're American citizens and I'm your brother in that. 
it's just complete you uh, complete uh, division amongst us in this country. And I've been to several other countries, and it's like when you go to these other countries at the root, these people are they're they're Swiss, you know, they're 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 Jamaican. They're it's but here it's we don't do that here. You know, it's like you're from Texas, I'm from Florida, you're from New York, you're blue, I'm red. And it's like, but where is this coming from? Yeah, but that that all went away with 9-11 and then it came <laughs> back again. You know, but the unity that we feel Absolutely. is often around war or, you know, danger that we come together to unify and stay safe. But there's a different kind now, you know, where we're coming together in mutually supportive endeavors, which I think young people are really getting that there's a like egoless companies starting to form, you know, where it's group mind happening. Mm -hmm everybody supports everybody else and you have something you're good at and you contribute that and then they, they help you. And it's more of a model of the way spirit actually works. I'm seeing that coming in more. I don't know if you are Courtney in your work. Sometimes I do. I, I don't, I don't see, I, I see more of the polarity than anything. Uh -huh. That's uh -huh. maybe. But that's what's up. I mean, yeah. it's it's in your face it's everywhere. Coming mean, together everywhere. So mm -hmm. you have to move into cooperation, has to move into alignment with each other. It can't be polar opposite. Right. Wow. And, and I think we have to sense that this is something that's arising to be set free. Okay. But meanwhile, the, um, the ego does not want to die. You know, it doesn't want to mm -hmm. surrender. It's right. really, there's a wonderful book called The Master and it's, and his emissary by um, Ian McGilchrist that talks about the, the right brain is actually the master. It is the doorway into the all knowing, into everything that you need and the soul and spirit. And the left brain is what makes sense out of it or describes it. It's more the servant. It's not the boss. And we have it backwards, you know? And, um, and so we're learning to become intuitive and to, to work with the non-physical invisible realms as reality. Mm -hmm. It's like the invisible creates the visible, you know, it's not the other way around. Well, yeah. And it's definitely, it's definitely a lot more acceptable. I mean, you know, speaking about witchcraft, white witches, anything of that <laughs> nature today versus back in the eighties, you know, back in yeah. the eighties, you would have been looked at like you were just completely insane. But people are actually entertaining these conversations. You're seeing it on YouTube. You're seeing it everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it, people are definitely becoming more uh, 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 embrace, I guess, embracing. Yeah. 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 And so I think that, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people are really scared. I People I know that are spiritual who don't really understand where things are going they're really scared about what's happening in politics. What if this happens? Um, <laughs> you know, will what if democracy goes away? What if, you know, but I think that the truth, the ability to see truth comes in with the higher frequencies. <laughs> and there's a lot, it looks like the polarization is going to really be awful. But I think that 
there's going to be a shifting happening where the people who are contracting more in fear or just let stay the way it was in the past and stay in the left brain. Either there's going to be um, a lot of deaths or, you know, like COVID, the pandemic was interesting. I don't know that, you know, I'm not saying that people died who had, to, you know, right. or contracted, but I think that we're using a number of mass events because some people are saying to themselves, I don't think I can handle this new energy. I can't change fast enough. I can't do it. It's, it would scare me too much. And so they may choose to leave mm -hmm. and then come back in again when they've got a better perspective, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I don't see that as tragic because I see that more as a compassionate act of that. They get what they need in order to evolve. Um, but I think that also there are going to be those situations where there are sudden um, breakthroughs, sudden um, um, revelations, really, of like, I see the, oh, this is what's happening. <laughs> okay, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then fast change, instantaneous healing. We'll transition into that. Uh, yes, that's... yes. I think we're going to see a lot of that now, especially in physical healing. Uh, I have a friend who's a healer who's had all kinds of devastating illnesses. And then she gets, you know, like diabetes and, and cancer and stuff like that. And, and then she gets diagnosed and then she comes back in and the doctor's checking and there's nothing there. Mm. And she thinks she's crazy at first. I said, mm. no, you're just testing, you know, you're mm. practicing <laughs> you know, mm. what you know. And um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that kind of thing. Where was that just a dream I had, or did I have this illness? Right. Uh, you know, and, and um, right, just that instantaneous like that. healing, yeah. And right. and I and I believe in that. I believe that we can do all of that stuff, man. I believe that the the body is divine. I believe in the pineal gland. Mm. I believe, you know, I believe that, you know, we have untapped powers. That because the these these individuals knew that have devised a way to keep us out of that, to keep us distracted from that, to keep us ignorant. You know, this was the whole purpose of hiding books from us, not allowing us to have books, not allowing us to have education so that that thought process, that critical thinking was diminished from us. And we just became slaves. We just did what we were told to do. Well, look what's happening now. I mean, that's the same. That's always been the battle. I yeah. believe I believe that that is what the prison structure is, Miss Penny, is the prison structure is a design to break the free thinker, to break that alpha male spirit, to to break it and make it into a compliant mindset. And then once you agree, once you follow the rules, once you do as you're told, then you can go in front of a parole commission then you can be released from that commission, but then you're still on probation. Who's going to oversee you to make sure that you still have that compliant mindset. Right. Yeah. Instead of turning um, an active male energy into leaders. Right. Right. In, that is into, exactly right. Yeah. And why the military drafts at 18 years old, because that full brain has not been produced. Right. They could still break that mentality, form it into the compliant mindset to yeah. make them into killers. 
So that when we say, go to this country, raid this country and kill all these people, they don't question that. Because it works. It's been around for so long. I mean, what, and then how do you build a new system or where, how do you have a new integrated thinking system? I think that's like difficult to move towards at times. What are you seeing in your work, Courtney? What kind of themes? I, I mean, I see more like people playing out their narratives, I guess, than anything else. And just like the victim mindset playing out just much quicker on a much more rap. Like you said, I mean, that's happening with the patients, but people are seem to be coming to the awareness that they can do it by themselves. Like, and they can do it independently. Like with my patients, I mean, yeah, I see that frequently, like quicker, faster, like things are getting, Mm -hmm. people are getting, they are, they're getting answers quicker. Um, but maybe it's just because they're more open to it too. It's not right now. That's what it seems like. Well, it must be that they're adapting to the energy then. Yeah. Yes. You know, that and even if they're in therapy and counseling, they're trying to improve themselves and trying to clear themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I've noticed I it, do you see you see it, I, I imagine, with your work. I do. And and like I said, I see a lot of people who are um becoming conscious of the idea that I, I'm one I don't want this much identity or, you know, like I'm bigger yeah. than that. You know, like mm-hmm. there's people are starting to get that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Amen. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation as I knew it would be, as I knew it would be. I mean, it, you know, it just <laughs> ran around just, for a lot of topics. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I, you know, I just love, again, like we're talking about just this free thought, this free conversation, you know, just to explore different depths of, of what's going on in America, what's going on in the world, you know, and, and touch on each of them and hopefully enlighten individuals out there to maybe some of the toxicities that they're bringing into their own lives. You know, I had to realize that within myself, my biggest issue, my biggest fear is being alone, you know, being alone. And so, I have to be alone, you know, and that's that's what I have to do. I have to learn how to embrace it, to understand where that fear comes from, you know, to 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 overcome it. There's no reason why I should be alone or or fear, you know, fear being alone. There's no reason why I should fear being alone and and. And just being comfortable with that and embracing whatever comes tomorrow. I may not be alone, but today I'm alone and that's fine. Let me make the best of my aloneness versus sitting in it saying, Oh, I'm alone because I'm this and I'm alone because I'm that. And, you know, so it's, it's coming into that understanding our own toxicities, embracing them, not running from them, not as Courtney says, victimizing them, you know, but in just embracing them as for what they are, understanding this could be something coming from a past life. Embrace that as well. You know, don't run from now. Oh, that's just crazy talk. Embrace that. Understand it. And and maybe, you know, some some of our listeners lives can change, you know, so that I think that we we touched on all of that. This was a great conversation. I just want to say, too, that it, what popped into my mind when you said, you know, like, I'm afraid to be alone, because I do hear that from a number of people who want relationships all the time. And but I think the thing that you're afraid of happening is probably the thing you need to clear something or to regain a part of your wisdom or knowledge. Hmm. You know, it's the very thing. <laughs> it's that thing. <laughs> 
That thing, that thing. <laughs> well, Miss Penny, I am I'm 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 blessed. I really am happy that you're here. You 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 appear to be healthy, healing as you're talking yeah. about this fast healing. Yep. And, and um I look forward to our next conversation. I really do. And I'm I'm glad that Miss Courtney came on. The yeah. next one, maybe yeah. we can have Miss Courtney on again and yeah. we'll bring the pastor on. And Pastor Jennifer, and um, and she is a she's a fireball herself. Very, we're all working together. Very, yeah, very intelligent, um, very very experienced in life, and has a, a you know a, her her own as we all do her own issues and and understandings, and uh, I think that would be a great conversation in itself. So maybe sounds fun. Maybe we'll get around the new year we'll we'll get involved in that and then we'll we'll do your um your uh what do you do each year i forgot at the you beginning of the oracle year. letter your oracle letter the oracle letter yeah because i like to touch with you right after you you put out your oracle letter and, and touch on that each year too those are all on my website too i have a page in my website called i think it's just called oracles or something mm -hmm. it's a bunch of things on there that's all free Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Courtney, do you have anything that you want to, but I appreciate that. Thank you. I feel like I want to go try the meditation. You mentioned <laughs> earlier. That's awesome. Thank you for that. So, um, no, it was great. I appreciate that. I'd like next time. I'd like to hear more about what you're doing Oh, for, in, with absolutely, your stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, um, for, at 100%, we could talk about that. Like right now, we're working on, I'm working on a couple of different things, but I'm hyper-focused on like the coping skills. That's what I'm co like focused on right now. I'm tangible access for people. Like that's sort of my focus right now and work just like to explore. Uh -huh. And I mean, you guys, you guys are connected via email. Yeah. I mean, is it okay yeah. if Courtney reaches out to you, Miss sure, Penny, via course. email? And yeah. You guys can have some of these discussions or whatever. Mm -hmm. Fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, everybody stay safe. Um, Courtney, I guess I'll, I'll connect with you afterwards and get this from you so we can I can start working on that. And um, everybody just stay blessed. Finish out the year. I pray that everybody stays safe, stay sound, and, and your just energy levels stay high, resonate. And again, my message is always just protect your community, stay conscious, turn off your TVs, turn off your radios, get into what's going around you, get out of your house. Walk outside barefooted, feel your feet on the ground, get connected, you know, and, and you will instantly start to feel your spirits rejuvenate, mm. you know? So, I mean, that's, that's my message. That's my parting message. Thank you. <laughs>